This is the No Offseason Podcast with Don Rohalli and with with your other host, Ryan Rohalli. Uh, <laughs> Which one are you again? Well, I am Ryan Rohalli <laughs> with my co-host slash host, Nathaniel Rohalli. And we are here for week four of the NCAA football, college football season. And uh, if we thought week two was one of the best weeks, this week's even better. Yeah, it's like twice as good, we are right? In conference ter- conference play, majority of them are, some are not. But we are in conference play slash big week ranking rank games all over the place from it's, eleven to pretty much seven o'clock at night. I was gonna say it's probably the last week of uh, uh out of conference games really before you, it actually if goes you, to if you exclude uh the SEC week eleven, twelve grouping of their non conference games. But yes, for the most part you will be getting conference games now. We are in the conference time and it's a big week for some teams. It's a big statement for I would say one team, big statement for a couple teams that need the, need a statement here. Uh, yeah, plenty of teams. Uh, I wanted to do something different since we are at week four. You know, it's almost week five, and we're getting into conference play. Who are your top five? Who's your top five right now, going into conference play? Um, I'm a little distracted. You said conference about like fifty times yeah, before, at the beginning of this podcast. Uh, could we like get over that? Uh, <laughs> Top my top personal top five. Yeah, who's your personal top five? Okay, uh, I guess number one would be Texas. Number two would be Florida State. Um, number three, Washington. Number four, um, Penn State. Number five, USC. All right, all right. So no, off the top of my head. No, off the top of your head. Uh, mine would go like this: number one, Florida State. Number two, Texas. Number three, Washington. Number four, uh, Michigan. And number five, Notre Dame. I actually probably should have subbed out uh, Penn State for Notre Dame, but that's fine. I'll just leave it as is. Um, They'll be in there next week. My outside is Georgia. I mean, they did impressively do a very impressive job second half against South Carolina. But offensively, they just didn't do anything else. They don't, like, wow me. Like we said, that, uh, last week was a game for them to show me, and they didn't show me enough to put them in my top five, so I don't have them in there. So, like, they're outside of them. Michigan, they're just chilling right there. Michigan outside hasn't of played it, anybody. no. So they're outside of my top five. Yeah. So Penn State, I have them in there because they played like West Virginia is a tougher game than anybody they played. They played on the road at Illinois, so they've done a halfway decent on the schedule. So USC hasn't really played anybody either, but no. I think their wins are pretty emphatic. So I have them right there. So I got two two Pac twelve teams in my top five. Okay, but um, let's uh. Let's move on to uh, week four. Get some of these games off the board, and uh, I guess what's what's the main game? Let's get the um, let's get the big games. <clears throat> let's talk about the big games, and then we can talk about the our gambling picks. Yeah. Uh, the biggest game of the week. Well, it's definitely Ohio State Notre Dame. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's where we're going. We go. I was about to say we're going to South Bend. Notre Dame versus Ohio State. Notre Dame's at home. 
They are a, what are they? I believe they're a three-point three dog. Yeah, three-point dog at home. Three-point dog at home. Against an Ohio, team, Ohio State team who, other than last week against Western Kentucky, haven't been really impressive. Their defense has. That is. It's an impressive thing. They've, they've only given up a total of, what, uh, 20 points all year in their three games. It was very Combined, true. Combined uh, 20, do you want to get that stat or that fun fact that everyone's going to be saying all week that uh, we've already heard and I'm uh, well, sure you, everyone you, else. You, you go ahead and give it out. Yeah, since 1936, that while the last time Notre Dame has beaten Ohio State, it's 1936. I think they played a handful of games, not a bunch, but they played in a bowl game a couple times, the Fiesta Bowl. I remember the Brady Quinn, uh, A.J. Hawk Fiesta Bowl got blown out in that, so... They played enough to know that Notre Dame has not won since 1936. Yeah. Which is kind of a shocking number, but it's just one of those things. Notre Dame just hasn't beat them. And I think this is probably their best chance of beating them. Without a doubt. I don't think I think Ohio State is talented. And, of course, you know, they always have a great recruiting class. They have great receivers and all these things. But they don't have the thing that Notre Dame has, which is the better quarterback out of the two. I think Sam Hartman... It helps Notre Dame get to a level that they haven't been in in a long time since I would say the Brady Quinn time, which was an offense that you can respect and kind of fear. Yeah, they, they're balanced too. Yeah, good and they can run the ball very well. And, you know, we haven't seen that in a long time out of Notre Dame where you were just like, yeah, the defense is good, but the offense is iffy. Or you just be like, wow, they have no their their offense can score, but is it that dynamic? One of those type of things, you know. Yeah, um, I really like Ohio State's defense, but they it's hard to say because they haven't played anybody. So, you know, how good is it really? But I actually am a believer in their defense. I was a believer last year that they got the right defensive coordinator. It didn't work out that first year. The system's kind of hard to adapt to. I would say it worked out. It just didn't work out in the big moment that they needed to work out, in, which was the Michigan game and I guess the Georgia game at the end of the year, you would say? I guess they did a good job in the first half, most of the game. Yeah, most of the game, but then once the second half happened, it was this. You know, once things started rolling downhill, they gave up that big play late in that game, or was it right at the end of the third quarter, that big pass play on third down? Yeah. Kind of broke it up. Uh, open but they could have easily beat Georgia defense is really good uh I do have a question about Sam Hartman though has he ever won a big game like what's his biggest win in his career I mean somewhere to get to the ACC championship game I mean like the big games he tends to lose Clemson last year didn't pull it out in double overtime that wasn't really his fault though the defense couldn't save him I agree. There was chances to put the game away, and he didn't take advantage of it. I think a lot of it was coaching, too, and not wanting to throw the ball and just trying to waste clock because they were up by 10 at one point in that game, and they ran the ball every time. And then once overtime came, things they had to throw the ball, and things just didn't work out their way. We neither here nor there. That is something that has me a little bit nervous on here. Kyle McCord. It's Kyle, right? I don't know his name. <laughs> I don't know, to tell you the truth. McCord, I know it's McCord. He hasn't looked great. He's gotten better, but he has... But he's the unknown. Like, maybe he'll step it up in a big game and just light it up. There's a chance he does that. I, maybe he's got a connection now with Marvin Harrison Jr. and J-Buck. Not J-Buck. Uh, 
I always forget number two's name. Inigwe? Yeah, Inigwe. <laughs> yeah maybe he's got a connection. A Nigerian? I call him Nigerian. I hope he's Nigerian. It definitely sounds like a Nigerian name. But maybe he's got found the better connection than from what we, I saw in week one. And, you know, they do have two really good running backs, which <clears throat> is going to be... It's going to be hard for uh, Notre Dame to figure out, you know, are they going to pass or are they going to run? The play-action play is going to be in the play, too, because they're going to, they have two great running backs, and how well can offensive line protect this or help them with the run game to open up the pass game for Ohio State? I do think Notre Dame has a good shot of slowing down Ohio State just a bit, though, because their corners, the way they cover – is really impressive against NC State. Um, I know it's not the greatest team, but the deep passes that they were throwing, Notre Dame's corners were continuously in the right spot, spot, looked back for the ball at the perfect time, right positioning. I really like how their corners play, and I think that's a key matchup to the game, obviously, with Ohio State's great receivers. So that'll be the key thing on how Notre Dame can win the game is if they could just slow down the receiving game, cause a couple three and outs, that could uh, go a long ways and get their running game going, keep their Ohio State offense off the field. I think that's how they end up winning this game. Well, I'm a little bit different. I think whoever has, whichever team has the better run game this week has the win. Because I think both teams need the run game to open up their their passing game. Um, I think Ohio State just will throw it a bunch anyway. Ryan Day always tends to do that in big games. He didn't do it against Indiana, so... It said big games. Indiana's not a big game. I'm talking about like against Michigan, he just throws the ball a shit ton. That was with he CJ forgets, Stroud. He forgets about the run game. That was CJ Stroud. I think I think he's he understands his quarterbacks this is a different quarterback, different style. And he needs the run game to have it more open. I think he panics in big games and just goes, like, I just gotta throw the ball. That's what he does. We've seen it time and time again in big games. That's what he likes to do. He throws the ball in big games. I'll be shocked if they run the ball thirty plus times in this game. I think they'll run in about. They, I think they will run more than about thirty times. Yeah, I would be shocked if they do that because I haven't seen Ryan Day really do that in a big game. Well, I think they'll do it this week, and I think maybe that'll just show his more mature side. Okay, and uh, if he does that, I like their chances of winning this game. If they stick to the run game and pound the rock and play solid defense, like their defense like looks to be really legit this year, and they have a shit ton of talent. I'm. I will say this. Um, the front seven of Ohio State, I like a lot more than their back end. Like, well, yeah. the back end is a little iffy to me, and it'll be up to Sam Hartman to take advantage of that. And when I say iffy, it's still good, but it's not as good as their front seven. The front seven is huge. Notre Dame's offensive line is really talented, so if they give Hartman time to pass the ball, I think he can make some plays down the field against that defense. All right. Well, well do you have that on your card, or you just... I do have that on my card, I yeah. I do have... Yeah, I have so, it on my card too. Who are you so, going with? Well, I have it on my card. Uh, well, well, yeah. I have, a, I have Notre Dame money line, so I have Notre Dame winning. Same. I, I also have Notre Dame money line and winning. That's probably the square pick. A lot of people are probably picking them. Um, I just, I've been impressed with Notre Dame. I like them up front. Like we said, we broke it kind of down. And I think, I think this is the most talented offensive. This is probably one of the most talented teams that Notre Dame's had. And with the, with, Sam, like if they didn't have Sam Hartman, I, I wouldn't pick Notre Dame. But since they have a quarterback that right. I, that I've trust. seen and, and can I've, trust, yeah, I've seen it and I can rely on it. It's more of a, it's more of me saying, yeah, I do trust him. Because last year, you know, you had what was it, Buchanan? You had crappy Buchanan. 
Yeah. And then you had some other guy, I can't even remember who it was, in that quarterback. And you were like, yeah, the reason why you are struggling a lot is because of those two guys. Now with Sam in there, you're like, all right, I do trust your pass game. I do trust that you can, that people are going to question, oh, if there, if we got to stop the run. But if you stop the run, Sam Hartman's going to pick you apart. So there's more of a dynamic in the offense that hasn't been there with Notre Dame for a long time. Even when Brian Kelly was there, that dynamic wasn't really, it didn't feel like it was there. Like there was a certain times where you're like, yeah, like Notre Dame's offense just goes on runs. Mm. Yeah. And this is the first year where I'm like, Notre Dame doesn't just go on spurts anymore. You can feel like they don't need the spurt game. I don't know. They struggle uh, offensively at periods in games, though. Like, they'll go I'll just say this. I'll say they, they struggled in the NC State game. It was raining, weather delay. Didn't help. It's a nice, this is going to be a nice day in South Bend. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a nice night. night yeah. It's going to be about probably about 40, 50 degrees. It's going to be a nice, good night for Sam Hartman and everything. Okay. Uh, also, this other, the other thing we didn't on is the... The fact that it's a like revenge game, I guess you would say. Uh, kind of, it's not not for Freeman as much. It but, is. Yeah. Well, Freeman was on the staff with Fickle at the time. Like he's yeah, but that's it, his best friend. They're yeah, best but friends. They, I always say Fickle's. It's more the Fickle game than it is his game. Very true. But if it, your best friend got screwed over for a job that he rightfully we believe, deserved, we believe he got screwed over. Right, and he was on the staff with him. Yeah. You don't think he remembers that and holds some resentment towards who they chose? Kind of, but... And they played him when they were uh, both at Cincy, since he played Ohio State, and they got yeah. beat pretty solidly. But this is the best team that like a Freeman or a Fickle team has had going up. You don't think Fickle's like, come on, beat their ass? Like I, As well, much as they're Ohio State alums, they did get... <laughs> They did get screwed. They're Fickle gonna be they're, screwed. they're gonna be rooting for him, of course. But Fickle's gonna be rooting for Freeman, of course. But at the end of the day, I don't I don't think uh, Freeman holds as much resentment as yes Fickle he does. does. He probably holds more because your best friend got screwed. Like Fickle's probably over. Freeman probably is like you've screwed over my best friend. And I, he deserves a see, job. See, I don't think they think like that anymore. I think it's been years now, so it's fine. Do you? I don't think you forget. I think. I think Fickle still has screwed out of the major jobs. He's got Wisconsin, of course. They're going against Purdue. They haven't looked good right now either. But we'll see what goes on there. But I don't. I don't. Th- I think Fickle's done with that narrative now. I think he's cool with where he's at now. And I think Freeman's also like it actually worked out better that they they, they Fickle didn't get the Ohio State job. You wouldn't want to coach your alma mater. I'm not. I'm not saying he wouldn't, but I'm saying it, he it worked out better because Fickle I think became a better coach. At Cincinnati, than where he was at Ohio State. Okay, all right. I think it took him. I think I think there's a little bit. There. I think he's a better player developer now than what he was when he started at Ohio of State. Of course, he was it, but young. That, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think Ryan Day has developed as much as more of a coach as Fickle has. So I think it worked out better for Fickle than it has Day. And that's a weird statement to say, but the reason why Ryan Day has these laps of coaching is because he really hasn't had to do. The development type thing. He just got thrown the Ohio State job, which yeah. is pure talent. Right. He doesn't understand. Hey, how do I get my players to play more physical in a major game against Michigan? Yeah, maybe he'll figure it out this week against Notre Dame. Maybe he will. wrong. There's a big, very good chance. He this can. is this is kind of like a look ahead, not look ahead, but like a preview of what the Michigan game might look like. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see 
that narrative too as and well. I want to see if he sticks to the run game, so we'll see if he does. All right, let's uh let's move on to the next game. Uh, uh, <clears throat> do we want to go to that? Do we want to go to the West Coast, or do you want to go south, or you want to stay in the Midwest? Uh, or we go southeast. southeast, right? I'd say we go southeast, isn't it? I guess that's probably the third best game. That's like the fifth best game. You think so? Yeah, okay. it's about the fifth. It's the best eleven o'clock game, but it's about the fifth best overall. All right, you pick them. Go. All right, uh, I want to go south. Okay. And I want to go two thirty. Going to Bama. Going to Bama. Uh, Saban said. It's Milrow's job now. Milrow. Milrow's job, which should have been the whole time. But it's Milrow's job. He didn't deserve to lose it. He's not losing it. Milrow will be starting the 2-1 Alabama Crimson Tide. will play Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin trying to... Do what Sark did. Beat your... Beat, uh... I mean, he should have had his chances. He's had his chances oh, already. Yeah. Uh, I'm more... Is Lane Kiffin going to do a three-peat? Of the same mistake he's done the past two years. Hey, well, this is the thing, though. It just didn't work out. Like, when Sark, we did it at uh, Texas, we went for it on fourth down multiple times against Bama, too. But, that, were, but not the first drive, though. Uh, was it the second drive, then? Because we went for it on yeah, um, fourth down inside the red zone. and then uh, Yeah, but he's never done it inside the red zone. It's always in that dead period where I don't think Lane Kiffin will change. I think he'll go for it if his fourth is short. He'll yeah, he'll go for it. I just three p and then if he gets stopped, then things go downhill very quick. It's happened two years in a row where they're moving the ball very well. Yeah, they move the they're ball in up the game, the field. and you feel like yeah, this is their moment, and then they get stopped in that dead zone right after the fifty, <clears throat> and things just go downhill. Yeah, this game. Um... It's very interesting because Alabama everyone, everyone is already writing Alabama off, which after their performance against South Florida, you would definitely, like, I don't blame you for writing them off. However, that game, I think it was just, uh, I don't know. This is how much I believe in Nick Saban. I think he just kind of threw the game and was like, well, we'll win either way. Let me just trot out the quarterbacks and, like, maybe build some confidence in a quarterback. Throw these guys out there. If they're good, they're good. Maybe the team will get behind them. If they're bad, everyone knows who our quarterback is now, so there's no doubting who it is. Everyone knows it's Milrow. The fans know it. The media knows it now after that performance that they trotted out there with uh, Buchanan and um, the freshman. Samson? Simpson or something like that? Yeah. yeah. So all that settled down. No more drama. Bama can just go out and play football. I'll say, and their defense is legit. I'll ask this though: Who's the leader in their team? Yeah, you were asking that a couple weeks yeah, ago too. That's uh, the question now. Is I, you know, who it should be? It should be Kool Aid. Kool Aid, but I don't think Kool Aid's a leader like that. I think he leads by on the field example. And see that there's a problem, and I think this is where they've had the problem for, I'd say, roughly around two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Because Bryce Young wasn't a leader leader. He just did things on the field. Will Anderson was the kind of the same way. They don't have that vocal leader guy anymore. Yes, I know you established this. Yes, and that's where I, that's the question, right? I need to see someone step up and be that leader leader in this game. I need this. They, I, I think it's, it'll be Milrow. Honestly, I, I do think now he has... He doesn't have to look over his shoulder anymore. So it gives him more confidence to go out there and I can just play my game. If I yeah. throw a pick, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to get benched. 
I think it gives them more confidence to go out there and play well. Um, I will say Ole Miss's defense is oh, legit. Ole Miss's defense has been it, really good this year. It's actually it, legit. It's been good this year. And I'm going to say that's... The Sharks are back. I would say that was more shocking. The Tulane game, they kind of struggled at the beginning. They adjusted. They figured it out. And they didn't, Tulane didn't really score another touchdown, which was really impressive. They did a good job against Georgia Tech. They gave up a garbage time touchdown at the end of the game against Georgia Tech, which doesn't really matter. They looked really good. They've looked better mm-hmm. than what they have the past two years. I actually like their defense more than their offense this year, which is weird, weird to say about a Lane Kiffin team. But I've never been a Jackson Dart guy. Uh, so they're Judon is Judon. Yeah, running back. Yeah, he got hurt. He got banged up last week, which is a little worrisome. Hopefully, he's fully healthy because I, you always want to play the best team. And I mean, now since Alabama's got one loss, it's a big game for them. It's the start of their conference play in the SEC West. They need this game to should win. And if they win this game, I think it skyrockets them back to being the predominant leader. It just settles everything down. Yeah. That's all it does. If it, they lose, obviously it goes the whole other way and all the Oh, it goes full one. It, it goes it goes back stays where it's at, even yeah. but ten times worse in that narrative of Every if Alabama didn't have a loss and didn't play like shit against South Florida, I would pick Ole Miss in this game. I every other year I would pick Ole Miss in this game. That's exactly what I would do. Ole Miss is the better team. That's that they've shown. They have a great defense. However, like the quarterback, not sold on Jackson Dart. I think he'll make a couple mistakes on the road. He tends to do that. He can use his legs to extend plays well. And Bama struggled against the South Florida quarterback. They were letting him get loose, which was yeah, but wild they weren't throwing. They weren't throwing the ball. Yeah, that was a little wild. They were just letting him run over. So, like, wonder if Lane saw that. And do you ever think Nick Saban's thinking about benching Arnold and maybe putting him at slot <laughs> instead of the outside corner, or move him to safety or something? Something different because he is struggling on the island out there, and he's gonna just be on the island because that, that's yeah. a coverage saving place. Yeah. You're just going to have to Kool-Aid go. plays that left side, and Arnold's on that right side. And everybody throws it deep on him, and he'll, he he does hold a lot. You'll get, you'll get a pass interference call if you just throw the ball out there. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. But then again, Alabama doesn't have those deep threats like they've had in the past. They haven't – I other than Burton, which is – he's all right. They don't have another receiver that you feel like – they need another receiver to step up. Right. I agree. And Milrow will make a play, a couple plays with his legs, though. Yeah, like, he make... will. I'm not saying he won't, but they need a guy, they need a guy to step up. They need to find a receiver, a running back, a tight. They need somebody to step up and make plays for them. Because right now they don't really have playmakers. They have players, but no playmakers mm-hmm. on offense. And Tommy Reese, it's his job to put them in the right position. It is Tommy Reese. It's it's also Tommy Tommy Reese's job to find a special type of talent that's definitely on Alabama's team. And utilize McClellan, that. uh, the running back. I think they need to utilize McClellan a lot more. Like, in the screen game, like, he's fast, twitchy. Like, they need to just get the ball in his hands a little bit more. Yeah. Find more ways to get him the ball. He's the, he's pretty much the, probably their most explosive playmaker. So, I would try to do that, honestly, for them. Uh, I do not have this on my card, actually. But I am going to go Bama with the win. But I don't have it on my card. I have Bama covering the six, six and, and a half. half. Also, uh, another play I like in this game is the under fifty-five and a half. I was looking at the under, but I was I, last time I picked the under a route about that same one. 
it was looking pretty, and then in the fourth quarter, explosion happened. Right. So it makes me nervous a little bit, but um, I'll probably end up just sticking with the Bama six and a half. But the underplay is not not a bad choice to make on this game because the defenses are so talented. Um, but picking an under in a Lane Kiffin team is never fun though, because like he's gonna keep slinging it. Oh yeah. So I'll kind of I might just stay away and just pick Bama and hope they cover the six and a half. Uh, moving on, you want to go to the 11 o'clock game next, or you want to go to the other game? Right, let's just get, I want to get this one out of the way. I kind of want to get it out of the way. We're going out west. Pac-12, Colorado versus Oregon. 2.30. Is it 2.30? Yeah, 2.30. <laughs> oh, that's rough. Was that 11 o'clock, uh, Oregon time? No, it's... 12, 12.30. Yeah. Yeah. 12.30. Um, I don't know what, uh, you want to break down this game or what? Like, I think Oregon beats them pretty handily. I think You think it's a blowout. I don't think it's a blowout. I think they beat them by two touchdowns. I don't think they beat them by, I I think it's closer than that. I've seen enough of Colorado's offense. I know Hunter's out, but they do have, other than Hunter being out, they have really good receivers that can find ways to get open. Mm Mm-hmm. And now, yes, their offensive line did struggle against Oregon, Colorado State last week. What's the week. best defense Colorado's played? Uh, Nebraska. Okay. Maybe Nebraska. Right. Their offense is so bad that the defense looked worse. Yeah, like, because they kept they giving they the kept, ball up. Yeah, they kept giving the ball up quickly. Spots. Yeah. Um, Oregon's, Oregon's defense is really good. I know Oregon's defense is good. I, I know Oregon's a good team. You can't tell me that. I have them winning the Pac-12. I do question, but... I've seen Colorado's offense be really good. Against bad defenses. I'm just... Colorado State. I don't care about Colorado State. I'm not talking about Colorado. Yeah. I think their offense is good. I don't think they score 40, but I do think they score... I don't think Oregon covers this game. Actually, I'm just talking myself into it. I didn't have this as a play at all. But fucking, I'm doing the TCU thing all over again. I think Oregon smashes them. I think it's... And then uh, what happened in that game? I know. Colorado won straight up. They won straight up. Prime does a great job of getting his players to play to that <laughs> level. To get them motivated enough to go up to a level and compete. All right. So, this is this is logic. logic spe- logically speaking, Colorado, what do they not have? They don't have a lot of depth, right? Yes. They don't okay. have a great offensive line. They don't have a great defensive line. They have good corners. Linebackers are iffy, they, iffy and their secondary is all right. So they're coming off of a double overtime game against Colorado State. Yes. So that makes you tired. Like, you're worn out. They had to come back. Now you have to go on the road to one of the toughest environments in all of college football. Yes, but see, you're now, here's my counter-argument. Name a time where you were so confident in Oregon, they just flipped around and lost. Oh, multiple times. Multiple times. Multiple times. This is one of those games right. where you could flip around and get the loss. Right. That's that's what makes me, because I hate backing Bo Nix, because like, anytime I trust him, he seems to let me down. So that's always a struggle for me, doing it. Again, you're talking about Auburn Bo Nix. This is Oregon Bo Nix. He doesn't really let you down. He let me down last year in a game. I think I had him covering, or I picked him to cover and something. like. Yeah, the covering, but did they win? Probably, but like yeah, that, my, that gambling, talking, yes, gambling, talking gambling. We're talking game wise. Yes, game wise, game wise. Uh, like if or, I pick, Oregon, Bo Nix hasn't really let you down at Oregon. No, I agree with wins. Yes, he's won. I think but, he, he. What he, game did they lose last year? 
He was hurt. It was at the back end of the year. He was already hurt. Okay. He lost to uh, Oregon State. Oh, yeah. It was a close game, though. Yeah, Oregon State came back from a big deficit. In yeah, the- but he, Bo Nix was hurt at the back end of the season. Okay. He had a leg injury. So, I think Oregon will be able to pound the ball, offensive line, do their thing. I just, I, I'll, I'll take it just because it's fun. It's fun to root for, uh, like, the blowout. And then if it happens and Colorado wins, it's fun to get the shit rubbed back in my face. No, I have no issue with that, and it'll be cool if they win. That'll be a bigger story for everyone. And then the USC Colorado game will just be the biggest game of the century, pretty much. Uh, not if, century, if they but they, it, it will. It'll get coverage like it. Yeah, I know it'll get coverage like it's the national championship. Right. So that'll be cool too. But I just don't. I don't see how Colorado keeps this game close with the, especially because. Oregon's done such a good job. They had the recruiting left over for Cristobal of the inside, the offensive line, and then they have Dan Landing's uh, defensive prowess coming from Georgia. Like it's the best of both worlds, and Colorado's just running into a damn hurricane, tornado, whatever you want to call it, and it's gonna it's gonna be bad. Um, I think it's gonna be closer than what I guess the gambling people say. Uh, Seventy and a half is a little ridiculous, but. I do think Colorado will score. I do think Oregon will score. That being said, I got Oregon winning, but it's going to be closer than what the spread gives out. I have this game at like 42-14, 42-17, somewhere around there. I don't think, I think Colorado can score. Okay. I think they score like the most, I'd say 20-21. That's how many they'll score in this game. I do think Colorado can score, right? And one of these two thirty games needs to be a blowout because there's so many games on at two thirty. Like I mean, something has to be yeah, a blowout. Yeah, because you look for, at you have Kansas BYU, which is a sneaky good game. Because BYU, like you said, you don't want to play the Mormons on the road. And call that. Yeah, you called that last <laughs> week, and you not, definitely don't want to play the Mormons on the road. And Kansas right. has been no, not, not you don't want to, you won't don't want to be at home when the Mormons, Mormons come to your yeah. house. Yeah, and they're it, both three and zero teams. Mormons and, come knocking on your door. And Kansas, you always have to let them in. Kansas has been really good this year. Uh, they've had their wild moments of where they're winning big and then almost losing the game. So that's just a Kansas thing to do. Um, we go to another game. Yeah. There's uh, Miami Temple. Uh, uh, Bama. Miami, Miami Temple. Nobody cares about that. Bama, nobody cares Bama about Ole Miss. Nobody cares about Miami Temple. Why are you even bringing that up? That's not a rule. It's eleven o'clock games with Temple. Yeah, I'm still applying. Oh, you have UCLA, Utah, UCLA, too. Utah, which I like that game better than the Colorado. Uh, I don't. I because, like that game better. I don't. Utah has no quarterback, so is, is no. Cam Rising, they're going to announce Thursday if he's going to play or not. They're announcing it Thursday. Is UCLA, who's UCLA starting quarterback? Is it still uh, uh, the freshman? I is believe. it still Steele, or are we going with the freshman? No, I think they had the freshman. They're all in on the freshman. I didn't. I can't remember who they played last. It's not Steele. Steele's their running back, but. If it's a freshman, yeah, and if Cam's playing, yes, it's a it's a better game. It's a more it's a good game. Yeah, more. Yeah, no, is it more? The freshman, yeah. Okay, well that makes it a little more intriguing. I don't think UCLA's as good as what they were last year. So, for me, it's Utah. I actually now if Cam plays, I'm I'm taking Utah all day. <clears throat> that four and a half is way too low if Cam's playing. It's an afternoon game. Utah doesn't like afternoon games. I have UCLA actually winning straight up in that game. Well, but there you go. we didn't. I know we weren't playing out on preview in that game, but since we were here, I was like, I mean, I did what I saw with UCLA in the week one against Coastal Carolina. I don't think that was a different court. They have the freshman in now. They play a lot. He better. played last in that game too and threw two picks. 
He also let him down there. He's going to make freshman mistakes, but he is talented as hell. I like him a lot. And Utah has so many injuries overall throughout their team. Like, I think they're only missing Cam Rising. Their no, defense, they're missing some uh, pieces on offense. Like, the receivers continually get hurt. That's fine. Game. I can live with that. They almost lost to Baylor. Yeah, because they have no quarterback. The defense, though, is top-notch. We want to talk about good defenses. It's Baylor. Or not Baylor. You made me say Baylor. It's Utah. Utah is a great defense, and they control games. They make sure they don't lose games. All right. Well, that's more than I thought we'd talk about yeah, that game. So but like I, I said, that, I'm really that's the game I prefer to watch at 2.30. By the way, what, what, what happened here? What made Fox Sports FS1 choose Oklahoma State, Iowa State, over West Virginia Tech? It's an early seat. Like they make those picks before the season. They don't. They don't do the later ones. Like so, from here on out, and then they'll do the networks. But before the season, I think up till week four, they already have it established where okay. they're where they're putting them. Because this is a horrible. I believe so. Either week three, or week four. Horrible. I'd much rather watch Tech and West Virginia play on FS1 than Oklahoma State, Iowa State, because I do think Tech's in danger of being one and three. Although West Green, Virginia has a bunch of injuries. Green too. is out, and Donaldson is banged up too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Maybe not, but we'll see. Uh, let's go up to 11. It's a sneaky game. There's a couple. Uh, Auburn A&M is a good test for Hugh Freeze going to Kyle Field. Mm-hmm. It's also, I have to see more of A&M. I have to see if that Miami loss was as bad as that we believe it was. They turned the ball over. They have no secondary. It, they have no is secondary. the secondary as bad as what they were, or was, was that just Miami being that good? Like there could be, there's three things that could have happened in that Miami game. Is a And M as sloppy and as shitty on offense as we think they were? Is the secondary as bad as they were, or is Miami just really that good? Like there, those are the three questions because there was no in between in that game. It was a And M could move the ball. Yeah. Everything looked all right. They made mis- dumb mistakes, and the secondary was off. Just getting people running wide open down the field. Yeah, there, there was that. I don't think you want to play Auburn when that like Hugh Freeze taking and, advantage of but that. But Auburn really hasn't played anybody, and this is their yeah, Cal test. one. They struggled. They played Cal on the road. That's they, a I guess, but that was late night. They do struggle. Auburn loves playing at College Station too. So. I, I wanted, I'm going to watch a lot of this game because I do like Hugh Freeze. Like I said, I am a Hugh Freeze guy. I do think Auburn may be better than what we perceive they were. A lot of people perceive that they were at the beginning of the year. Could be a look-ahead game. I don't know how you have a look-ahead game, but it could potentially. I don't, I don't think you have look-ahead games anymore. Well, Auburn plays at home next week. Against LSU? Georgia. Georgia. Which is fine. I don't think they need to look ahead. There's no, I don't think there's any more look-aheads because I do think now these games obviously mean a little bit more than like a Charleston Southern and you're like, oh man, they struggled in the first People half. People still look ahead though sometimes. I know, but you know? I think I don't think they can afford to when they're playing A and M this week. Um, this game is just so weird. I like I had it on my card. Uh, I think I still do have it. On my I'm gonna card. take it off though. Oh, I have the over under. I have. Do I have over? I have over because of how bad the secondary was for A&M. And Hugh Freeze is a great offensive scheme guy, so I have the over yeah. in that game. So that's my – that that's for me. And I, if, might, I might read with you on that. And if it doesn't hit, then good, big ups to A&M. 
They lose so many. Like, don't they lose a game at home once a year? It always feels that way, doesn't it? Like, it always feels like A and M loses a game. You should they shouldn't at home? Like, yeah. Like it feels like like this just, is one of those games where you're like they shouldn't have lost Auburn. And like let's say Auburn wins this game and then loses the next eight, and you're like, how the hell did you lose this game? And, you know, I can't I can't uh, figure this game. And out. I'll say this. You need A and M to win this game because this is your SEC West. I know, yeah. Winner, so Which is why I had A and M to cover the seven and a half, just because I picked them to win the SEC West. Yeah. So like, I kind of need it. So I'll roll with it since I since I picked them to win the SEC West. I gotta back it and just roll with A and M. Yeah. Um. Let's move on to the other eleven o'clock game, which I think is a big game. Well, I th- a lot of these games are big, but Florida State versus Clemson. This is Florida State's second road game in a row. They struggled. They looked like they had an easy win against Boston College. Boston College came back fighting like a storm. Hold on. No, Boston College got up early. Up early. Florida State came back, took the lead. Had a very nice, easy 31-10, to 10, I believe, like lead. And yeah. then it just evaporated to, to only winning by two. There is uh, issue, or things on what could explain that happening. Um, the wind. The weather. Also, there is uh, reports coming out that Florida State had uh, issues of the flu in their locker room okay. that ran rampant. So that could also obviously p- play a factor on why they kind of wore down towards the end of the yeah. game. And could have been. Up. So, like, there's there's factors on. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm, I want a pretzel. We're eating pretzels over here. Open a bag. I want a pretzel. <laughs> um, so, like, that's that could be explained. Florida State, like. Travis looks like he got banged up, but he came back. He was fine in the game since he came back. Like he yeah, but they fine. didn't score. I don't think they scored another touchdown. No, that happened at the end of the first half. He yeah, came, weren't they? Didn't they have thirty one? No, they, they scored more in the second okay. half. Yeah, so it looks like he's gonna be fine for the game. Um, this is this is the what I guess I'll call from last week the Billy Napier special where Kate uh, Kate Klubnik. I got to roll with him. This is the last shot he's got. And Kate's then... got to play better against good teams. Like, it's a must. I am worried about their offensive line against Florida State's defensive line. Shipley, they need to... Shipley needs to touch the ball about, like, 35 times in this game. For they don't... Clemson. For some reason, they don't give him the ball enough. Enough, right? They, it, it, feels like, the ball a lot. it feels like we talk about this every year with Clemson. You're like, how does Will Shipley only have 12 attempt, rush attempts? And then he only gets the ball, throwing the ball four times. So if you had to have 16 touches, and you're like, how does he only get 16 touches? He needs to touch the ball once every three plays in this game. He needs to be like Christian McCaffrey for them. He needs to touch the ball at least 38 times. Mm -hmm. Are you sold on Florida State secondary? I'm not really sold. I like like their red. This is the issue, though. So Clemson struggled against Duke inside the red zone. And they pumped the ball a lot, which was a little bit, yeah. And Florida State's red zone defense has been really good this year. Yes, especially inside the five. So... If Clemson can't score inside and they're settling for field goals while Florida State's marching down the field scoring touchdowns, that could be a big issue. Because I think Florida State, Clemson's defense is really talented. I think Florida State will be able to score about 24, 27 points in this game. It's up to Clemson's offense for them to win this game. I'll say this. If, as bad as Clemson looked at week one, they didn't look great. A lot of the reason they lost that game was on themselves. They missed... They had a field goal block. They fumbled the ball, what, twice? Three? They had two field goals Two blocked. field goals blocked. They fumbled the ball three times in Duke's territory. 
I mean, and two of them were just bad handoffs from Cade to the running back. Mm-hmm. Another one was a running back losing the ball in the middle of a pile. So if you look at it that way, Clemson was right into that game until those moments. I wonder what the narrative would be. So, like, that Duke game was closer than... I think it was closer than what it was. Right. Which, it didn't help. So, do you think Clemson's being undervalued in this game? I or think, overvalued? I think Clemson is being... It's, I think it's about right. But I think the narrative that Florida State's, like... Mile, like I feel like people are going to say they're miles ahead of Clemson. I think it's wrong. I think and I think Dabo is right. I do think this is Clemson, one of Clemson's most talented teams. I don't want to say it is the most talented team, but I do think it's one of the more in-depth-wise talented teams. Like, there's not a problem. Like, you can't say Clemson has a weak spot at defense. I think they have good corners. I think they have good linebackers. I, I where I don't say they have a really bad thing. Now there you would say Kate's the really bad thing right now. Yeah. But other than that, I think everything else is good. Maybe not great, but good. Mm-hmm. I think it's good enough to beat Florida State. That's what I'm saying. I think they are talented enough and they have enough. As long as they don't make the dumb mistakes they did against Duke, which I don't think they will, because a they're at home and it's eleven o'clock. So we it's it's. It's logically known. It's happened all the years. Florida State at 11 o'clock does not work for some reason. Mm. Usually it's at home. It's at home, but it... But last week they played Boston College at 11 o'clock. It, they struggled. Well, they they struggled at the end. but and again, at the beginning. Was, yeah, and there was a flu. And you can't struggle. You get away with that with Boston College because that's Boston College. You can't get away with that with Clemson. Yeah, they better be come out ready to play and not wake up at 1230. Yeah. Like, well, Clemson won't blow them out either way, though. I don't think they're good enough offensively to blow Florida State out because I think Florida State will be in the game no matter what. And like I said, I think Florida State will score. It's up to Clemson's offense. It's, it's I really, really what it's down to. Cade really, if Cade's that guy, he needs to be, this is the game. <clears throat> and how many times are we going to say it? Cade's got to step up. Cade, this is Cade's We moment. might have to have the discussion, is it because he's from Westlake that uh, he's not... Up he the won potential. the state championship against Quinn Ewers. So. Yeah, Quinn Ewers had a less talented team by far, though. It's just Quinn Ewers. And he was, Quinn Ewers was hurt that year. I'm just saying, though, Westlake quarterbacks kind of... Drew you know, Brees, pro Rose Bowl. Drew Brees is great. He's like the one that made it. Nick Foles, Arizona. He's good. Yeah. It's probably another one that we're missing. Yeah, there's a... Uh, what's called? Fucking... Uh, isn't Gary Gilbert... No, I like Travis. Like Travis? Oh, shit. He always like Travis, Gary Gilbert. But, um, it's just the Westlake thing, though. Like, it's a richy, richy, rich area. Now he's down in the south in Clemson. Maybe the, well, I guess Clemson, like, he's probably living it up in a big, big house. I, I just think, I think this is a time where this game, if he's we. He's letting the University of Westlake down, or University, high school. I'll say this. If he doesn't step up. And make it where I'm like I feel confident. I'm out on him. Like he's your guy, and I rode right. with him. I'll be out. He's I'll my be. Guy. I'll quick sell him quick. That's I'll, what I'm saying. This is his Billy Napier game. This yeah. is what I need. I need him to show it this game. Yeah, that's what all it is. Like everyone's already out on him. Everyone was out already out on Billy Napier. I need I need K to go out and actually play up to his potential. He needs to be a leader. I need I need to see the game where I'm like, yeah, that's the reason why. Because people are already saying that I'll they should have they kept DJ. I, well, this is what I'm going to say. 
this is the reason why they got rid of DJ for you. Because right now he hasn't shown me the reason why they got rid of him over DJ. And I haven't seen it yet. I've seen I've seen DJ play better games than Cade. Wake Force. He he literally played a better game oh, against yeah, Wake, Force. Wake Force. Yeah. Huh? He's played better games than I've seen Kate Klubnik play. Kate has only played like five games so far. And they've played three of them are big games and he has not shown up. I know. Like, well, remember, he's young and he's having to play three big games already in his career. I well, know. I don't know. We're not counting the Duke one. I am, I'm somewhat counting it but it, because it was a standalone game on a Monday night. Okay, I guess which so. Which forces it to be. Like, if that was a Saturday game, yeah, it wouldn't have been a big game. Did he play the uh, South Carolina game last year? No, it was DJ still. I think was it. I believe so. I don't. I don't think they made the switch until the Orange Bowl. The Orange Bowl against yeah. Tennessee, where he got crushed. Yeah. And I, I and then even in that game, I kind of like he's always had that excuse of that. The Duke game it was big just for the simple fact that it was a standalone game on the Monday night and there was nothing else on. If that was just a random Saturday game at eleven o'clock, you wouldn't have cared. Yeah, you would have said something, but it wouldn't have been as big of a deal as what happened on that Monday. Well, night. our boy is playing in that game, so of course. Yeah, not. but it was a Monday night standalone game. All those things going into it. This is game right here. This pretty much proves to me where Clemson is going to be at for the next what three, four years. Yeah, this Leg- game, Dabo legacy game. Not Dabo. It's crazy. I, it, we got Dabo and Nick Saban's legacy on the line. I I'm not gonna overzealous. That's, that's what I'm calling week four. I I feel like their legacies are cemented. Like Dabo should have no legacy cement. He was already the greatest Clemson coach ever. Right. And I don't think he, it matters what his legacy is. Just like over Tommy Bowden. No, the man literally won two national championships for him. Tommy Bowden was the best though. He was fun. Dabo literally won two national championships for Clemson. Or was it Terry Bowden? It was Terry. I think Tommy was at uh, Auburn. Terry was at uh, Clemson. Yeah, so I'm I'm fully believing this is Dabo's legacy is complete. Nick's is complete. This is more of the quick. This is more of the I guess the new generation. What have you done for me lately, and why are you still there if you're not producing? Those people. Yeah. That that's that's this is Dabo's and Nick's moment right here. Well, Garrett Riley, it's all in, up to you. Well, that's what I'm putting. That also is true. I'm, you better have a better game plan than you had against Duke. Uh, you need needed he needs it, but. Let's go to another game because I know there's another game we're missing. Do do do. I mean, Arkansas LSU is is Rocket Sanders. Is, if Rocket Sanders is playing, I'm in on Arkansas. I, I think Arkansas might win that game. Only if Rocket Sanders is playing. We have rivalry. Like, there's a couple rivalry games this week. We got the Golden Boot. We have the Iron Skillet. Oh uh, yeah, game. we have SMU TCU. It stinks though that TCU lost to Colorado and they that juice is gone. Yeah, I I do think. Like, I still think TCU is a ranked team. I think that Colorado loss did sting a little bit, mm-hmm. but I do think they're still talented enough. They show. I think they showed it last week against Houston that they're still talented enough to win games and be competitive in the Big Twelve. Right. Yeah, I agree. I just think that Colorado loss. They lost. Everybody's lost it with them. They're like, all right, we're everybody's fine. like, like all right, cool. We're like, all right, we don't have to talk about TCU anymore. Yeah. Thank God. Mm-hmm. I still think they're a fifteen to twenty. Ranked team. And so I do think they're going to beat SMU. It's going to be competitive, of course. But it'll be one of those things where TCU, as the season goes on, you'll be like, oh, shit. Do you see how much money SMU's already raised? Uh, probably a shit ton. A hundred mil? Yeah, of course they have. <laughs> of course they have. They're about to, they're about to be dominating the ACC. They're, they're super excited <laughs> to get in that ACC. They're back, baby. Uh, can I say... <laughs> 
we didn't talk about this game, and I'm uh, excited yeah. for this one. Yeah. Oregon State, Washington State might be one of the most underrated games. I don't think it's underrated. People are looking forward to it. I only think people that like know college football are looking forward to it. Just like what uh, there should be a name for this game. It's the uh, we need to play Jeezy. Last of a dying breed. Last of the, a dying breed. The last breed. two. The, the pack two. <laughs> you have this is for the pack two championship, right? This is the pack two championship. Um, they stuck it out. <laughs> my question is, and I'm going to throw this out here. Are we completely sold on Oregon State? A lot of people are. A lot of people are like, yeah, Oregon State's going to be that guy. Oregon State's going to be that team. Are you sold on them yet? Um, this is the thing, and I'm going to be brutally honest. I do not think I've watched an Oregon State game with their new coach uh, like in two, the two years. Oh, okay. Well, that, how they've they been steadily winning. I have. Like, I have not had the opportunity to watch them play. I, I just hear about them and I hear how talented their offensive line is and I read about They're it very and I see their results. What they do well. And they seem to play on like the random days where I'm at work. Like they played on Sunday and shit. I was like, fuck man, why are you playing on a Sunday? They're a very, they're very, uh, if you want to feel like an expert and they do it, you're going to look great type thing. Right? Like people are like, oh, I'm picking Oregon State to win the Pac-12 and you're like, why? Oh, because they played well last year, and now they have DJ, and there's this, that, and the third. And you're like, I just want to look smart. That's Oregon State. That's your pick. But you don't really know why you're picking Oregon State. You have no other reason other than that they were good last year, and they got DJ. I think they lose this game. No, yeah? I think, see, this is the difference, I think, this year. I think people are on Oregon State from last year. That they really should be on Washington State because Washington State is the Oregon State of this year. I think Ward is better than DJ, and I think I I agree with that. I know, yeah, yeah. I know that. And I think Ward, mm-hmm. and as much shit as you gave Washington State for firing their head coach, the head coach they got now mm-hmm. has been really good. And gonna... and he kept them unified in that dark situation, which builds. Team chemistry, which builds leadership, which builds character, and things that things that Oregon State built on, things that Oregon State have built on, Washington State's built on it, and they've done better at. Okay, that's enough to convince me. Like I had Oregon State, you had and, I had Washington State from the get go, and you know why? I had, obviously, you know why I probably picked Oregon State. That offensive line is good, and they can run the ball. It had nothing to do with that at all because I haven't seen them play. Uh, it was because of the COVID situation. Yeah, with Washington. yeah. Like I always hold, hold you that would against, hold that against them. State. And I'm telling I you right now, I did too for a little bit until the coach has convinced me otherwise that you know what I'm I'm making this team unified in that dark place that they were in. They don't get the talent wise, but the quarterback they have is really good. I'm gonna and, go back, because there's something else in this too, where like, all right, like last week we talked to, or was it two weeks ago where Wisconsin went to Pullman, Washington? Yeah, and you don't want to play in Pullman. All right, that that uh, that applies to 95 percent of college football teams. Oregon State, Corvallis, no one likes going to Corvallis. They don't like. like they don't care about going to Pullman, so that automatically cancels it out. I I guarantee you, though, in this game at four o'clock, Washington State Pullman time, I for some reason there's going to be some fog in this there. There's going to be some weird shit weather there. 
uh, on the east side of Washington? Because I know it's supposed to rain in uh, the Washington game, but Washington State's east side by the mountain. So uh, there's going to be fog. Or no, actually, I have no idea where Pullman is. No one does. Like, I don't, no one knows. I was about to say, does anyone know where Pullman's oh. actually at, other than people that went to the, that live in Washington or went to the University of Washington, Wazoo? I don't think anyone knows what, where it's actually at. I think it's more on the eastern side of Washington, like closer to Gonzaga's side. Are you sure it's not by, like, Oregon? Or like, down close, south? Down south Oregon area? I don't know. Or is like, it close towards uh, Idaho? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it's closer towards Idaho, like where Gonzaga is. I think it's on the. I think. Well, I had a friend that was from. Uh, where was he? he wasn't from Pullman. Where the fuck was he from? But he was from the east side of Washington, and he would always say "Go Cougs." So I was assume it's from the east. I because here's another fun fact. I think if you're not from the Seattle area, if you're not in that 30 mile radius, I think everyone else in Washington is a Wazoo fan in the no state way. of Washington. I do. So? I think people hate the university because the liberal, like, uh, yeah, they're more. Washington, everything outside of the city of Seattle. I I'm not, I'm not going to go that far, but I just think, I just think people in like the rural areas of Washington mm-hmm. are Wazoo fans because I think Wazoo cares more about the rural areas and that that's what their university is about. I don't know. I don't know, but that's what it feels like. That's like saying uh, more people in Texas are A&M fans than Texas fans, though. I believe in, if you go from the central to the eastern area, I believe there's more A&M fans. Maybe in the eastern, but like across the state of Texas, like everyone kind of just goes for Texas, though. No, you see, you, you, there's a cutoff. Uh-huh. There's a cutoff, and it, 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 gets cut, it gets cut off. So you're just saying from Houston? It, Houston doesn't have all A and M on lock. No, I'm saying Houston because Houston is a mixture. They, there's Everything. a there's a mixture of high, low agriculture things like that. That's where you get the rice and the Houston fans. There's a little. There's like that small percentage. Majority of it is Texas. I'll give you Northeast Texas probably is like Tyler. See, I I think you're missing out on you're missing the West. desert area. Because you need the windmills and you need the all those things, and that's not Texas made, Texas paid. That's a agricultural type thing. Very true. I which agree. is A and M based. Yeah, but uh, Roy Williams went to Texas, so like that brings in uh, obviously a lot of people from uh, Abilene. Abilene, where's Pyramid at? Permian. Where where is Permian at? Okay. Well, we West Texas. Well, we just just sidetracked this whole story. Almost went Friday night. <laughs> but we should just do a podcast on uh, the states and just be like, all right, which university has the like? Well, here, because well, here, here, I saw too late. LSU is controls the whole state of Louisiana. Yes, there's only that. Even the Tulane fans are LSU fans, but they will they'll go. I support Tulane. They play LSU though. Going to LSU even though I go They'll be like, I'm going for LSU even though I graduated from Tulane. That's just the that's the nature of them. Right. Alabama, you have that one little split. It's like a little third. Most of it's Alabama. Then you have the all people that go to Auburn. No, I think it's uh, about sixty forty. It's closer to 50, 50 Like it's close. You think so? I think so. All right. Well, I think it's not that close. Really? I think it's probably seventy, seventy five, twenty five. Hmm. And then Florida is all. Florida's just a mix. In the northern parts, fucking Florida State. The, that Gainesville area is Florida. And then you have Miami. Of, you have Miami. Then you'll have your random like two percent of South Florida. Tampa is more Florida, I think. Right. Uh, I would guess. I think it's about between Florida and Florida State. Think. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Well, cool. We got distracted oh, by that. Yeah, I, I know, we got distracted by Pullman, arguing Pullman. We didn't even get to the whiteout. <laughs> There's a whiteout going on in, in Happy Valley. Uh, Penn State, Iowa. Penn State's 15-point favorites over under 40. Um, you know who's doing the game? Brad Nessler? Yep. Yeah. They're not doing the Bama Ole Miss game, which is wild, right? They aren't? <laughs> oh. What? You thought they were going to do two games? Well, no. When I said that, I forgot that there's a game on at 2.30. It makes it even worse. And Brad Nessler, by the way, they, they should, they should wherever ESPN should pay them to go just do the major SEC game for them. Because it's so wrong hearing them do a Michigan-Indiana game. What was the one week two game that they had? It was awful. I don't remember week two was bad for them, too. Well, you just got to get used to it. I, I don't think they can get used to it. It'll be fine. Well, we'll see this week. You're, you're going to hear it, and you're like, oh, man, this is not the same. But wide out, I think I would give Penn State the trouble. Uh, I, I think they're a better version of Illinois. Yeah, but they're on the road, though. That's I a know. big big thing. But Iowa is one of those teams, they don't care where they play. They they travel well. They they traditionally travel pretty solid, honestly. They play pretty good football. I don't know what's going and were on. You not, were, even Penn, were you sold on Penn State's offense last week against Illinois? Like, they keep telling me that Aller's good. That's all I hear. He's better than Clifford. He looks about the same to me. I was about to say, they didn't I'm look sold, amazing. I'm always sold on their running backs. Their running backs are talented as hell. Yeah. Like, but they didn't look amazing against Illinois. I mean, they beat Illinois because Illinois is not good this year. They they struggle offensively. But, I mean, you look at it, they didn't look great. They struggled a lot in that game. They I wouldn't say a lot. They was comfortable, but... It, Felt like at any moment, just felt like they were our coasting through. Their them. defense is phenomenal, though. Yeah, there's no doubt about Penn State's defense. Oh no! So no. like, how is Iowa going to score? Iowa did cover last week. They covered the twenty eight and a half. Thank you they, for. Uh, they are on the rise. That, okay, when you say Iowa covered twenty eight and a half, <laughs> that means their offense is rising. Okay. Well, it, it, they did score a touchdown with what was it five seconds left? Or they uh, he had to get that average up. And yeah, it doesn't it. matter though. They covered twenty. I know. I've been, if I've been nobody watched that game and they saw they covered the twenty eight and a half, you would literally say is the offense becoming good now. And, and you didn't know when they scored it, how they scored it, in what quarter. And then they said, "Damn, I will cover twenty eight and a half. I guess their offense got better. Maybe it's just a tie. It turned around, and they can compete in this game." I, don't, I do think they can compete in this game. I do have Iowa covering this game, which we're going to get to in a second. There, like, um, also, they're I'll saying say this. Kate is still hurt. McNamara. They keep saying Kate McNamara is hurt. I'll say this. So he's banged up, and he's just playing through it. That's what I'm worried about him turning the ball over plenty of times. How many turnovers has Penn State forced already this year? Uh, they, they forced, what, like five against Illinois last week? What, a couple against West Virginia? May yeah, I think so. I and, think like Penn State's been grinding games out. To, that's what it feels like, right? Like you're like, oh yeah, Penn State won. They look good. They are good. And you're like, man, it didn't feel like they dominated that game. Like even in the West Virginia game, you're like, eh, West Virginia was still around. It's the same thing, but you're like, they, they did technically lose by two touchdowns. And I felt like like I'm like in the Illinois game, I'm like, 
I mean, they, they won. They did cover. They did dominate that game. But it felt like Illinois was still around for majority of that game. Mm-hmm. And it, other than uh, week two, I, week two and three, week two, they didn't really play anybody. Yeah, so, they put a beat down on that team, right? Yeah, yeah it was. It was Yeah, it wasn't somebody. Any, but like the West Virginia Illinois game, you were like, it's like a weird dominating feeling where you're like, I don't know if I'm like fully on. Well, you know, teams can't score against them. So yeah, that, that's why it feels so dumb. I, I think that's what it is. It's like you're like, man, I don't know if I feel like they're winning great, dominating games, or just like eh, type feel. And then you're just like, maybe that's just how, maybe that's just how they are this year. And but I feel like one of those games could bite them in the ass. And it could be Iowa, Michigan, or Ohio State. It could be any of those three. I think if if out of those three games. If they grind it out, they're going to be in the. Obviously, they'll be in the playoffs. But like, I don't. I just feel. I feel. I feel like Penn State's how I feel when I come out, come and like do a. Say you work out of working with fryers, and you get that nasty, sticky feel. Oh yeah, that grease film. And then you wash it off, and then you feel ten times better. Yeah, that's how I feel about Penn State. Like when I'm watching them, I feel like I'm working on a fryer and working with grease. Then when I take then when I like take a shower and get clean, I feel great and I won by fourteen. Or like twenty. Or they always cover. Yeah, I yeah, uh, won by twenty. Mm-hmm. That's how Penn State feels. Watching them, you feel disgusted. Then you look at the score and you're like, oh. It always feels like they should score more than they do. Yeah, and you're like, like but you you, and you sit there and you're like, oh, I feel a lot better than I what I thought I did. Yeah. So. That's how I feel about Penn State. Um I before the year, I was all in on Iowa, so it's a huge game for me. Like, really big for me. So, um, I'm going all in on Iowa. Like, I think they are really talented. I'm just worried about the injury to Cade McNamara's back. is giving them problems. So, always worried about that. But I feel like their defense will keep it close. It'll be special teams. Come down to special teams. We'll see. And Iowa's special teams usually wins out in these games. So... I think it's a little insulting that it's 15, um, but I think it should be like eight and a half, nine, but okay. no one no one believes in Iowa this year. I'm worried about Iowa. I, but no one believes in them. I don't, I don't believe in them as much as you do, no, but I do think they are good. They're always going to be good. I do think they're the best team in the East. I'll say that because I, I think Wisconsin hasn't shown me anything to... No, so you're conceding that I have the better team in the East because you picked Wisconsin. I did pick Wisconsin, and I I really wish Minnesota was better. The quarterback is so bad that he annoys me. I do think Minnesota's defense is good. Like, everything about Minnesota is what Iowa is better at. Didn't North Carolina put up 31 on Minnesota? Yeah, their offense was so bad. They threw that quarterback. was so, He's so bad at Minnesota. God, I never thought I would see the day where I wish Tyler Morgan was, Tanner Morgan was back. <laughs> Like, that's the crazy thing. Tanner Morgan, if Morgan was back, I'd feel confident in Minnesota winning that division. Uh, I feel like there's another team in the East that we're not talking that I feel like can win. In the Big Ten? Yeah. Uh, Northwestern? No. <laughs> Are they in the East or the West? I thought they were in the West. I think they're in the West. They're in the West, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's just those teams. Wisconsin and Iowa. Yeah. Never mind. Oh, it Purdue stinks. Let's, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I'm scared about this Texas game. Uh, it's going to be the most most fans or student tickets has, have already been sold at Baylor. You already know going into a fucking. You don't want to hear as when we say you don't want to go to like. <clears throat> there's two places in the Big Twelve you don't want to go at night. 
And tech. You don't want to go to Tech at night if you're a Texas fan. You don't want to go to Tech at night. And you never want to go to Waco at night because, hey, Waco is such a bad city. <laughs> you can't get liquor there. It's There's nothing entertaining in Waco. It's there. It's not great. It's not a great city. Like, they say keep Austin weird. That's kind of like a joke of you know, weird and cool. Like, it, Baylor it, is actually just a bunch of weirdos that do weird shit. It's, it's, the reason why you say keep Austin weird is because when you had Houston, San Antonio, and Dallas, out of the three, it was the smallest and the weirdest. Because it wasn't, nobody really cared about business, business like that in Austin. It was, nowadays, Austin is a big city now. So it's it adapted to the Houston, San Antonio, Dallas style. Yeah, so that keep sure. Austin weird thing is no longer there. Nah. But you don't want to go to Waco at 6.30 at night. 7.30 Eastern. Yeah. Be. I think it's going to be competitive for a little bit. Now, it would be great if Texas could just come and dominate the game. It's not happening. I don't think it will it's happen. Not yeah. So, it'll be a stress stressful game. I think this game's going to be a lot closer than fifteen. Right, I agree. It's like it'll be like the Wyoming game all over again. Yeah, I think this K State UCF game is uh, intriguing. I do think UCF wins this game outright. <clears throat> uh, we'll get that into my card, but uh, Will Howard is hurt. That really stings K State. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Their other quarterback does run the ball a lot, which was intriguing to see. Right, and Colin Klein is their offensive coordinator, so they might yeah. put a game plan together of just... Run the ball all day. Uh-huh, and we've seen that work with K-State in the past. Yeah, all right. So. But those are, the, well, those are the key games. Some of the key... The majority of the key games and some of the little games that we enjoy that are, like, sneaky good. Yeah. Yeah, this card is so stacked, man. Yeah, week four stacked. Uh, you want to get to your card first? Uh, you want me to go first? Uh, I can go first. I am. My total record this year is a solid 23 and 23. I am a solid 500. I have no push this year so far. Shout out me. No push? No pushes this year, wow. which is shocking. I think I have a 19-card slate this week right now. It might pick up depending on how the day goes, but right now I'm at 19. I start off on a Friday night. Uh, I might add Georgia State money line to my card. I'll see how I feel on uh, Friday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. But right now, I don't have it on there. But it, it, it is eyeing me like I want to pick money line. Okay. Uh, I start off Friday night, and I'm doing your thing now. I'm picking Virginia until they prove to me they can't cover a game. <laughs> they did already. Yeah, I didn't pick that bet that game, though. So I'm going NC State minus 9.5. I think it's, Virginia's awful. NC State's bad, too. But I think they're better than... Nine and a half, going them. I have Clemson money line. Again, I have Clemson. I just think Clemson that is that way. I, I, this is my last. This is my last. I believe in Clemson moment. I think if they lose, I'm out on Clemson. And anytime I question if they're going to win the game, I'm going the opposite way. Okay. But as of right now, that is where I'm at. I'm going with my old. My favorite team of the year so far, the team I didn't talk about yet, Oklahoma, plus 14.5 on the road against Cincinnati. Cincinnati's first Big 12 game. Cincinnati let me down last week, losing straight up losing straight up at home as a 14-point favorite. They were in the red zone a lot. Don't expect them to be in the red zone a lot against Oklahoma. Oklahoma, all they do is score and play defense right now. Oklahoma's going to be a top 10 team when they play in the Red River. Give me Oklahoma, 14.5. Uh, I have Auburn A&M over 51 and a half. Um, again, Hugh Freeze offense versus a shitty secondary of A&M. 
Again, you know, if A&M proves me wrong, good for them. Right now, they didn't prove me wrong. I, I picked the under against Miami. They didn't prove me right. And they're not going to prove me wrong here. Uh, I have Western Kentucky. Three and a half. Plus three and a half against Troy. I do think Western Kentucky is still good. I think that Ohio State game was kind of a fluke thing. Ohio State was better than them, obviously. Western Kentucky is still a good... Bounce back spot? Yeah, they're a better SBC team than what people perceive after that loss against Ohio State. Okay. Uh, I have Louisville minus 13 and a half. Boston College played a tough game against Florida State. Usually that's when things go downhill. They used all their energy against Florida State at home. First road game of the year for Boston College. Red bandana game. Last, last week, week. Was, was red bandana game. I don't think they're going to do well this week. I think they get blown out pretty big here. I think this is a 41-14 uh, score that score line. I can see that. Um, I have a Michigan State plus seven and a half. It is that time of the year where Maryland does Maryland things, and they struggle. You don't want to play East Lansing. I think Washington is so much better than Michigan State, and I do think Washington is one of the better teams in the nation. I think Michigan State plays a lot better. Even our Michigan State fan friend uh, that went there uh, had. He was excited going into the season about Washington playing at Michigan. Michigan State. He was like, "We're going to beat them." And then come game time, he already knew. Yeah. Like he was before the game, he was like, "Yeah, we're not winning the game." Yeah, uh, Mel Tucker is gone. Obviously, I don't really worry about that that much. I don't think Mel Tucker is that good. I think they get they adjust their offensive style this week, and I do think they cover seven and a half. Um, I have the under. I already had the under in this game, by the way. Uh, 55 and a half, Bama, Old Miss. I went to that old well again. Uh, I do think Old Miss's offense, defense is really good. I do think Bama's defense is good. And I don't think Old Miss offensively isn't as good as what they usually are. Those fourth downs. It's going to come down to yeah. those fourth downs if they convert or not. So honestly. I'm going to go with the under there. I have Wyoming minus three. Uh, back home. Playing, uh, I think they're playing, uh, who are they playing? They're playing somebody. Obviously, they're playing somebody. App State. State. Yeah, they're playing App State. Elevation game, Wyoming. Wyoming is a, the what, the four games, the third games in, they've been playing very well. They're a good home team as well. Give me Wyoming. Give me Arkansas, plus 17 and a half. If Rocket Sanders plays this game, they're definitely, there's a chance they win this game. Uh, if he doesn't play, I might take that off my board. Wazoo money line. Again, we I talked about it beforehand. I do think Wazoo's the sexy Oregon State from last year to this year. Uh, I have Iowa plus fifteen. I just don't think Iowa gets blown out. I know it's wide out. It's the wide out game in Penn State. I I know people always say it's the, one of the greatest spectacles in the world. It's one of the toughest places to play. For some reason, to me, I feel like they always lose a wide out game. I don't know if they have or not. I, didn't they lose to Ohio, Ohio State? State? Like, were, that's the one that comes to yeah, mind. Yeah, they Ohio lost to Ohio State. I think they lost to Michigan when they did the whiteout. Hmm. So, I mean, it's against Iowa, but yeah. I, I have Iowa plus 15. I have Notre Dame money line. Let's go Sam Hartman. I have no explanation for that. Uh, I have South Carolina minus six and a half. Uh, I don't think Mississippi State's good. I think their offense is Dog shit. The defense isn't good. Spencer Rattler played well. So give me give me South Carolina six and a half. I have North Carolina minus seven and a half. Pittsburgh is really bad this year, guys. Do not they're bad. They might be uh making a change of quarterback though. I don't care. That, that makes it even even worse, Paul. Okay. 
uh, bad. I have UCF plus four and a half against K-State. Will Howard might be out. Um, that makes them even worse. That makes their offense worse. Uh, I do like UCF. They're the sneaky, sexy team in the Big 12 that everybody loves hating. I have Washington minus 21 against California. Washington just scores. That's all they do. Uh, I have Fresno State minus 27 and a half against Kent State. A Mac team going to the West Coast against a team that's really good. That should be ranked. Give me Fresno State. Uh, I do have Arizona State's team total under when it comes out. Uh, they're on their third string quarterback. That's all you need to say. About yeah, That's all you need to say about yeah, Arizona State. When they're on the third string quarterback and they gave up almost 10 turnovers against Fresno, USC has way more talent. That might even pick them with the minus 35 <laughs> for USC in that game. And then my last one, I have Hawaii minus three. I don't know why, just because. Yeah. little late night action. Yeah. From the islands. <clears throat> cool. Right. Time for yours, and what is your record so far? I know you don't have week ones. Yeah, I don't have week ones, so uh, this is just combined week two and week three. I'm a solid 19 and 19. Oh, no pushes for you. We're both 500. I'm trying to get over this guy, blessed. Hey, like, they would say this, this. If you're a sharp, you're over 50, like 51%. Yeah. So we're right around the sharp area. Yeah. As long as you're 500, you're 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 good. I guess so. But it's still, you want that number to be yeah. like a couple. Like, you would always dream of 60%. Oh, yeah, shit. But yeah. if you can get the, here, if I get, if my, if I end the year at 52%, I can say I'm a sharp. That's fine, and I'm up on units too, so this isn't yeah. even including units. Like I'm pretty doing pretty well off on that. So, all right, here we go with the Nate card for the week. Why'd you say it like that? Because like I'm nervous about my card this week. All right, I got Clemson covering. We talked about the Florida State game. I have uh, I'm gonna take them straight up money line to win that game. Uh, I have to just back a And M at seven and a half. I really don't want to, honestly. Um, but I'm going to back in uh, one last time. Give it one last go. Uh, got Michigan covering the 24 against Rutgers. Finally going to cover a game because guess who's been Oh, at? yeah. We forgot to mention that. Guess Jim's back. back. I forgot Jim is back. Yeah, so that's why I'm going with that. Um, I have Oklahoma at 14 and a half with a question mark next to it. So... I'm going to leave that playoff. I'm not going to play Oklahoma on the road against You're not Cincinnati. riding with my dogs? I'm not yeah. riding with them. I just need to see it, see it, see it, and I'll just let it be. I'll, I'll lose I, money. You're not a believer yet? I, the, you know what? I'm a huge believer in them. The worst part is I'm not going to pick them against Texas. I'm I'm doing my ritual in that game, but I am a believer in Oklahoma this year. I do think they're really talented. Um, I have TCU uh, winning the Iron Skillet and covering the six and a half against SMU. Okay. Have uh, Marshall. Oh, my I had that, but I did not. I hate that number. Uh, covering the five against Vitek because I hated that number. Keep uh, keep betting against Virginia Tech. Keep winning bets. That's the motto. That's how it's going. Give me Northern Illinois minus. Three. Add that back to my card. I can't do it. What, you know about Marshall? Marshall. I had it, and I I'm adding it. Yeah, like. It's just been hitting all the time, betting against Virginia Tech. So I got to keep playing it. I'm adding it. Keep playing the you, hits. You convinced me to add that. Keep playing the hits. I have uh, Northern Illinois. Oh, covering, we got some action. Uh, three and a half against oh. Tulsa. Uh, Tulsa's played tough teams. They've gotten blown out by tough teams. So, like, this could come back to bite me in the ass. But I actually just don't think Tulsa is very good this year. So, give me a Northern uh, Tulsa going to Northern Illinois. 
Um, got Louisville covering the 13 and a half. I've bet Louisville every single week this year. It's not gone well for me, but like you said earlier, it's a, uh, come down game off the red bandana and playing Florida State. I have a BYU Kansas over 54 and a half. Um, I will not play a side in that game because you can, I hate the number eight and a half. Who, who makes that number? Like if I was actually going to play a side, I might just pick BYU money line in the game Uh and I might pull the trigger on it come game day. But right now, just give me the over. Um, I've, also have Michigan State plus seven and a half because oh, it's that no. time of the year, which is not oh, good. I was no. made me nervous oh, when you picked no. it. So we're both going all in on that because we're like Maryland loses these games every year. We might be a game off. That's probably I, what's good. That's be. the worst part. Because if here, if we're a game off, let's say Maryland plays like Ohio State next week, we're a game off, and I'm just gonna stay away from it yeah. next week because of what happened this week. Yeah. So. It just seems like it's that game. So we obviously thought the same on that. Um, and then give me my traditional temple at home against uh, covering the 24. They they love covering at home. Uh, shit, it's down to 23 and a half. See, even fucking people are putting bets on my temple team. It's gone down to 23 and a half. But uh, either way, temple at home, I traditionally pick them to cover. So I have to. Uh, Alabama covering the seven. Uh, oh, it's six and a half. Six and a half, even better. Texas Tech, West Virginia, under 55. They keep giving me these big numbers in these Tech and uh, West Virginia games for some reason. They don't really score as much as you think. It's more defensive. So um, I love the under in that game, especially with the quarterback being out, uh, Green being out for West Virginia. Uh, UCLA, money line, straight up against Utah. Um, I might take the points, but I'll probably do both. Uh, i got Rice, minus 2.5 against uh, South Florida. South Florida just played Bama. Like, banged up. You playing a, a team like Bama. Rice has been actually playing halfway decent this year, so give me that. Wake Forest minus three and a half over Georgia Tech. Can't believe that number is not higher. Um, give me a Charlotte plus 28 against Florida. Uh, come down game after that big win that Florida had against Tennessee. Arkansas LSU over, 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 over. Points galore. That's how it's going to be. Um, I flip-flopped on the Oregon State-Washington State game. I keep going back and forth. So um, I'm going to just end up on Oregon State and roll with that. Minus three and a half. Uh, Iowa, money line, plus 15, all that. Uh, sticking with the theme, Memphis plus six against Missouri. Uh, big win for Missouri, come down game. Memphis uh, gives them trouble because... Missouri just had one of the biggest wins in years under their new coaching staff. Uh, Minnesota Northwestern under 38. Give me all that ugliness. Like, both those teams suck on offense, so I'll just pick the under. Notre Dame straight up over Ohio State. USC, like you said, Arizona State has no quarterback. I don't know how they're going to score. USC is going to score a shit ton. And then uh, I have Washington covered 21, and I'll also take their team total over, too, when it comes to it. So, it's my card, and I'm sticking to it. All right. Well, that's our cards for the week, and that's our preview for this week four extravaganza. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Looking forward to this week. We'll probably be doing the uh, next one podcast with the Kent State Fresno State game going on. Uh, It'll probably be that. Well, uh, Kent, well, yeah, because well, the Kent State game, USC game, and yeah, maybe the Hawaii game, but maybe we'll see. Yeah, right. We'll do it around that time, and uh, that's going to do it for these uh, this week four preview. 
catch us on a Saturday. We'll be Saturday night. Will be our recap of the week four. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Yeah, uh, you'll tweet out your picks and everything. Yeah, I'm gonna tweet out my picks. Yeah, yeah, Riley twenty seven. Uh, I tweet out my picks to make sure you guys know all my stuff. I know my brother doesn't use it that much. He's not a big Twitter guy. Needs to get on it. I need to do more of it, but yeah, that's true. Huh? It's one of those I things. Should. Thank you guys for listening. We thank you guys for all the support that uh, we've been getting lately. You know, it's one of those things. We just love talking about college football, sports in general. Thank you guys for listening to us. Appreciate it. And we'll see you guys uh, for the NFL one coming up because we got the NFL coming up week two. Recap week three preview for that. Yeah. Maybe we'll do another one for baseball and all other things well, sports. Before the playoffs. Before the playoffs, yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. do a playoff one for the baseball. I know that the wild card's getting down to the nitty gritty. The AL East is getting down there. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys on Saturday for college football recap. Yep. Deuces.